Welcome to No Comparison with your hosts, John and Sarah, a show where we pit two completely different things against each other, and our guest judge chooses a winner. Hello, Sarah. Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm really fired up about today's show, but before we get into the carnage that's going to be on display... Mm-hmm. When I uh, mop the floor with you in mm. this episode, let's just talk about how we're doing. How how are you? Well, I was fine until that barrage of insults. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've almost had it up to here, man. You, you hijacked the show emails. You making fun of me on this? Is it just the sore loser bug? Is that what it is? Man, uh, there's so much wrong with what you just said. I can't even entertain. I'm not going to honor it with a response. Uh, except to say, I'm sorry that the truth hurts. That it's gonna be, it's gonna be a rough one for you. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I was watching. This is very, very random. But I was watching a movie recently where I discovered there's a particular kind of scene that's in right. lots of movies okay. that really creeps me out. Huh. That's the scene wherever there's somebody, especially like in a a movie about gangsters or people back in the, I don't know, 40s or 50s, and there's somebody getting a shave by a barber, and the barber oh, yeah. is using the straight razor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. And I do. Right? And it's that gleaming, super sharp. They just sharpened it on that piece of leather, and they're yep. just going right down the neck. It, right? And I'm thinking, man, that's just – and that, that happens. People really did that and still do that. Yeah. I can't believe there's not more fatalities. <laughs> Well, I suppose a steady hand is the key there. You got to pick a barber who doesn't have a drinking problem. Uh, yeah, that's tr- yes, good point. But I'm also just a sneeze. I mean, it inadvertently, absolutely, a, a little spasm, and you're right there by that <laughs> artery, and it's a um, sneeze from the barber or a sneeze from the one that's getting shaved. Jared, you just wait your turn. Nobody invited you in. You're still in the green room. Well, I like that our judge already has opinions. Let's bring him out here. Uh, uh, Jared, come on out. What do you think of the straight razor? (laughs) So the straight razor, here's what matters. As long as you go straight down, you're good. If you make any lateral motions, that's when you start cutting, right? So as long as you go straight down, and that's why I think a lot of barbers, they hold the head. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't care about your personal space right now. I kind of want to keep you alive and not get a lawsuit. So I'm just going to hold you right here yeah, for I, a little while. I hear you on all of that. And picking a good professional barber is key. Mm-hmm. But even the best of them, something could happen. Like I said, the sneeze, right? A sneeze, yeah. all bets are off when you're sneezing. You're temporarily... quick, depending on where you are. Thank you. Even better. Yeah. But any of those things, doesn't matter how good the barber is, game over. Like it's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like a horror movie. In the barbershop, it's got to have happened, right? I mean, we yeah, should... it's it's got to have happened. Well, it's got to have been used as a murder plot before, but I also feel like you know it's probably on on par with um, you know getting a medal of freedom, something like that. We should give people awards for taking this risk. It's a, it's a shocking risk, and and I'm impressed by it. Yeah, it, it's in lots of movies, and it always <laughs> creeps me out when I see it. I'm like, hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> do you get offered a lot of straight razor shapes? I do every time, every time at uh, the supercuts, they say, Hey, mm-hmm. can I, and I'm like, Nope, I'm good. So Jared, good. welcome. Welcome. Thanks for yes, joining welcome. us. Hello. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. <laughs> you're probably wondering what you got roped into. And um, yeah, this set, this episode's all about razor talk. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Oh God, I'm out. If that's what it is. <laughs> Jared, the reason that we asked you to be here for this episode is to serve as our guest judge. And what that means is Sarah and I are each going to present a topic to you. They have nothing in common. They should not be compared. And yet we're going to compare them and ask you to listen to our presentations and the events on display and then choose mm-hmm. which topic is the winner. Got it. So uh, you can use any criteria you want, uh, but try to leave your bias behind and uh, judge it based on our our mutual performances this evening and <laughs> let the chips fall where they may. Okay, okay, got it. Awesome. <laughs> well, one of the things that we do is these topics, we don't just get to pick them ourselves. They are selected for us through our high-tech random topic generator, and we do that in advance. 
So let us take a trip back in time to when we had our topics selected through the show Time Machine. Sarah, it is RTG time again. The pivotal moment in our lives when we each get our topics selected for us by the random topic generator and then have to live with them for the next week or so so that we can properly do battle. John, this is my absolute favorite part of the week, as you know, very well documented that I love the (laughs) RTG, that I think it's beautiful and smart and kind and it's never done me wrong. And I'm just just so excited to spend some time with the RTG. (laughs) That sounds just like you. I, I feel I feel like I came in a little hot uh, before, and I think maybe I didn't respect the RTG the way I should have. <laughs> and uh, I just I just want to apologize to the audience and to the RTG because uh, lesson learned. And I'm hoping with a few acts of contrition, maybe some sort of a sacrifice, I can get back <laughs> on the same page with the RTG. So we'll see. Yeah, you know this is going to backfire on you, right? You've gone so far over the top. Yeah, I don't know if this will do it. RTG, did you get a haircut? <laughs> I think you've been working out. You've been working out, right? You're I mean, looking so good. Wow. Wow. What are you doing about your skin? Is that all the water you must be oh drinking? Gosh, you are looking weeks younger than the last time I saw you. <laughs> One of my favorite intros with people is uh, I'll say, hey, it's okay. You don't have to ask. No worries. I understand. I'll just come right out with the answer. And we can be done with it. The answer mm-hmm. I'll give you is um, it's very simple. It's just a good diet and plenty of exercise. There you go. And Can't I, beat it. And the, and the people tend to like that when I just get that out of the way because <laughs> I know they're thinking it. And I just. They, they may, absolutely are. They may, they not, they may are. not have the guts to ask. So I just. Yeah. To... Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you can be intimidating. That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If only that were true. <laughs> It is not. So after um, the love fest that mm-hmm. you expressed for yes. the... The genuine, <laughs> genuine love fest. <laughs> so genuine. Are you ready for us to see what the RTG is going to spit out? Uh, I'm as ready as I ever am. Yes. <laughs> that yes. doesn't sound very positive. <laughs> How about you go first and let's see what kind of a mood he's in. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. I'm going to click the button, see what I get. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Well, this is a good one for you. Don't you like oh. freaking love? Oh, oh <laughs> man. Of the Apes? Whatever you said to the RTG, keep on saying it. Cause... Oh, man. Oh, God. I've, I'm, I've my own, I'm hoisted <laughs> on my own petard, right? Like, <laughs> I love oh, me some terrible. Planet of the Apes. Are you kidding me? Cannot believe you got a good topic. God, it's it's such a great franchise, and it's nonfiction. So, hmm. all yeah, right, true to life, <laughs> true story. All right, well, fine. Let's see what I get here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah, it's your turn. All right, here we go. Team mascots. Okay, so this is like sports teams and and that kind of a thing. Theater troops that are really eager team mascots. Okay, <laughs> I think it's okay. I think it might be the people that run around in the big fuzzy suits and you know. Ah, I see. Go yes. go Astros mm-hmm. or very good or whatever. I don't I don't well, know. Well, this is interesting because we've got <laughs> we've got a movie that heavily features monkey costumes, right? <laughs> Monkeys? No, this ape, just ape costumes. Thank you. Come Pardon on, me. completely, completely different. Excuse this, me, man. I'm gonna just. This is gonna be a massacre. Uh, <laughs> this upcoming episode, if you're talking about monkey costumes. Oh man, oh, I got a lot to learn, but I've got a week to learn it. So <laughs> we'll see. Team mascots is awesome. I mean, anytime you you look those those guys up on YouTube, there's all kinds of hilarity. You know, falling all over each other and yes, yeah. This will be what I'll be doing at work for the rest of the week. So. <laughs> Good stuff. I hope your boss is not listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. Well, the stage is set. I can't wait to do battle with you. Good luck, and may the force be with you. <laughs> to you as well, in addition. <laughs> A bunch of people just decided to hate us because <laughs> of how bad we screwed that up. <laughs> uh, get in line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Okay, well, there you have it. The topics were designated. Sarah, you got team mascots, as we just heard. Yes. And you seem super fired up about it. Uh, so fired, I'm going to make a costume out of it. But you got Planet <laughs> of the Apes, which just doesn't even seem fair, since you love Planet of the Apes. The karmic energy was so strong. I'm, yeah, I'm in love with my topic. It's, I've, <laughs> I've, I've yet to have a topic that's as on point for me as this one was. So I'm feeling really good about it. Well, that's for our judge to decide. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no pressure, Jared. <laughs> you just have to see if my dreams will come true or not. It's, it's completely up to you. Don't worry, he's used to not getting them. <laughs> What's the current uh, win-loss for both sides? Oh, good oh, question. Oh, good question. <laughs> well, well asked. Um, I'm going to say, I think it's around 50-50, wouldn't you I say? I think it is about 50-50. Yeah. 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 At this point in the ball okay. game. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah, tie game. You could turn the tide for us. This could be what pushes us in the final quarter. This could push us to the end of the season with a, a Sarah victory. Winner of the playoffs. You know? <laughs> uh, probably next week kind of <laughs> <laughs> all right so what we're going to do jared uh to help you make your decision it looks a little bit like this we're going to each give an overview of our respective topics those are three minutes each we're just going to describe our take uh, on the topics after that we are going to go through three events we have different events uh, in combination each episode. Mm -hmm. So we have three good ones tonight that we'll go through, and you'll kind of hear how we do in each. And then at the end, you're going to pick a winner. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Awesome. Before we do all of that, we have to swear you in. Because as a judge, it's important that you take the responsibility seriously. And the only way <laughs> we know that you do is if we make you say a silly oath out loud. That's right. And if you have something convenient that you can swear on, um, it could be a, a coaster or a live animal. That's a real mm -hmm. thing that's happened. It could be anything you want. Your cell phone. <laughs> oh, oh, what Perfect. you got there? A salt shaker. Perfect. That's, that's Perfect. exactly right. Because, Your Honor, you're here to add some spice, and I feel like you're already doing it. So yes. It. And I want to see the sodium levels get high. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're ready, Jared, repeat after me. Okay. I, Jared. I, Jared. Swear to be a good judge. Swear to be a good judge. And pick a righteous winner. And pick, pick the right winner. Right righteous winner. Ooh, right righteous. Well done, sir. It was close enough. It was close enough. <laughs> All right. Good work. We're on to our overviews. We're going to hear a little bit about team mascots first. Sarah, you've got three minutes to tell us about um, your topic. Whenever you're ready, I will start, start the, the time. clock. Start the clock. Well, I think uh, being in the first position makes sense because mascots are the items to beat tonight. So let's start with a little basics here. What is a mascot? A mascot's any human, animal, or object thought to bring luck or to represent a group with a common public identity, like a sports team, a college, a company, anything like that. It's from the French mascotte, meaning lucky charm. I like to bring a little French in here. I like to bring a little a little sass, a little pizzazz. And I think I'm doing that. Let's go. Let's keep going with it. Let's get hyped up like a mascot does. <laughs> uh, mascots can be used as spokespeople for causes or products. And in sports, they're most commonly used for merchandising. They can be related to a team's nickname, like the Auburn War Eagle or Alabama's Big Al, the elephant. Costume mascots are usually used as goodwill brand ambassadors, so that should just give you a warm and fuzzy feeling whenever you see one of these guys. Little known fact, uh, Jim Henson's advancements in puppetry helped popularize mascot costumes in the 60s and 70s. Before that, they were often real uh, items. So, for example, the Chicago Cubs had a taxidermied bear uh, in the early 1900s instead of having a costumed mascot. Oh. Uh, so the advances in puppetry really... <laughs> Really play here. It was very important to get those guys on the sidelines. Hold on, hold on. Time out. This isn't going to count against your time. Would they would they drag a dead bear out at like baseball games? <laughs> they absolutely would. Yeah. That's their <laughs> commitment to the theme there. I'm a lot more okay with the Georgia Bulldog being alive. <laughs> being alive. The, the taxidermy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair I enough. just wanted to point that out. All right. Time in. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, waste not, want not, John. That's what I feel about the taxidermy. We've, uh, we've got all these dead bears lying around. We might as well use one of them. Put them on the field. They got a bunch of different bears in different positions. Exactly. exactly. Climbing a little tree, that kind of thing. Um, mascots often personify desirable qualities, like a fighting spirit. So you might see, you know, uh, an animal like, like you said, the Georgia Bulldog. that's supposed to represent, you know, their tough spirit, their tough guys, that kind of thing. Even the Olympics has animalian mascots that are supposed to be used to appeal to children. So you can look back on those and they're adorable. There's a mascot hall of fame in the state of Michigan that was founded by the original Philly fanatic. It honors mascot performers who've positively affected their communities. So there's this entire award system surrounding mascots. And I want to leave this overview with a couple of tips. If you ever find yourself wearing a mascot costume, Some of the most important things to keep in mind are to wear light clothing. Sweatbands are highly recommended. Uh, You should avoid heavy foods before you get in that costume. Don't eat a big greasy lasagna before you get in there. You know, you're talking a salad, that kind of thing. Make sure you hydrate. And most importantly, take frequent breaks because the mascotting, it's really a calling. I feel like it's a vocation. It's not just a hobby. And you, you need to take your breaks, recharge your batteries, Drink some water, for goodness sakes. And that, in a very, very quick nutshell, is an overview of mascots, Your Honor. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, don't eat a big greasy lasagna before you hop into one of those bad boys and spend a few hours walking around outside. That's good good advice. Jared, (laughs) what what are your thoughts of um, Sarah's overview of mascots? It was very informative, and I'm actually really curious how it ended up from a French word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, I mean, our, okay, so what's the country of origin of mascots? Well, your curiosity, Your Honor, is what's really going to carry you through in these games. And I just, first, I want to say that I really appreciate it. Okay. Trans- translation, she doesn't know what to say. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to say America, where, right? where many good things come from. <laughs> <laughs> we started mascots. Yeah. Like That's right. Yeah. Revolutionary That's... War. We had like an eagle as a mascot or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, what yeah. did you think the drummer man was? Exactly. Exactly. It was just the very first. But uh, enough about mascots. I'm very curious <laughs> what my competitor is bringing tonight. John, are you ready to do a three minute overview of planet of the apes i am really 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 ready well i'm ready to start the timer when you are friend okay i was especially excited to get planet of the apes as my topic this movie franchise is one of my three movie franchise guilty pleasures these are movies that while they would never be accused as of being quote-unquote films by artsy types um are movies that i would absolutely watch if I see them on TV, if they're on a streaming service, uh, of course, if a new one comes out in theaters. Planet of the Apes is one of these guilty pleasures, maybe tops in the group. By the way, the other two in this group are uh, the Fast and the Furious movies and the Mission Impossible movies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'm 100% in on all three of these series. And for this one in particular, a chimp riding a horse and carrying a gun fighting for its freedom, you bet your ass I'm in. I love it. A quick rundown for those who don't know about Planet of the Apes. It all got started with the original 1968 movie, which was based on, coincidentally enough, a French novel. No joke. The plot, in a nutshell, is about astronauts who land on a planet and discover it's ruled by a society of apes. There's ape cities, ape scientists, ape courts, a complete ape culture. They even speak English. The main astronaut, played by Charlton Heston, encounters the apes, goes through some drama, being treated as an oddity and a prisoner by the apes while making friends with a couple of sympathetic ones. And then eventually, in an all-time famous scene, Heston's character discovers a wrecked Statue of Liberty, revealing the twist that the planet is actually Earth in the future after human society has collapsed. Spoiler alert. I know. Well, if you haven't, it's 1968. Come on now. This launched an original series of five movies, followed by a remake in 2001, followed by a whole new trilogy from 2011 through 2017. But Planet of the Apes is way more than just those nine movies. It is a complete media bonanza, including a TV show, an animated series, comics, 
toys, and video games. So Planet of the Apes lives up to its name and its plot, dominating Earth in all aspects, and in particular, keeping my heart captive in the process. Wow, with time to spare, John. What a tale. What a, what a tale you've woven for our judge. Yeah, so easy for me to, to provide that. I'm just, yeah, it's it's my favorite. It's one of- It's your pleasure. It, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Your Honor, what did you think of all that nonsense? I like the passion. Thank you. I like the summarized plot that even kept the twist coming in towards the latter half. I dig it. <laughs> and I have to agree with all three of your movie choices. Thank you. Mm. Jared, I knew we were going to get along great. Well, no one can argue with The Fast and Furious. It's an incredible franchise. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. (laughs) It never stops. It just gets faster and more furious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Planet of the Apes is uh, one of the longest running movie franchises, period. It's like, I don't know, right up there with like James Bond and the Pink Panther and stuff like that. I mean, it's been around a while, so it's one of the OG movie franchises more on that later sorry i'm i'm cheating a little bit there i was gonna say i feel like you're outside of your time limit here john but well jared jared you were saying some very nice things so go on i didn't mean to interrupt you please <laughs> oh no you're fine you're fine go ahead okay i just thought maybe you had a few more compliments to drop my way because i'm i was all ears i was ready for that i can start generating compliments if you want me to please do if they're about me i'm uh, i'm game i like the salt pepper the little uh the salt and pepper beard you got going right oh, now i'm kind of envious i'm not gonna lie oh wait are, are we supposed to be talking about playing the apes <laughs> you're doing great you good keep it rolling man it really wow i've got no chance this is great <laughs> that's an outstanding compliment uh i didn't see coming my way but i will absolutely take it all right well sarah it sounds like you're already um working from a deficit Way behind the eight ball on this one, John. <laughs> yep, you're going to have some ground to make up, which you will have ample opportunity to do after we hear a word from a couple of our sponsors. This episode was brought to you by beautiful Sanderson microphones once again. As you know, Sanderson mics are proudly built with appearance and presentation in mind. They're designed for the discerning podcaster like me, public address announcers, stage performers, or anyone else who cares about a great-looking mic and can live with mediocre sound. Gorgeous Sanderson microphones, when looks matter. And we're also brought to you by Cool Guy Detergent. If you're like me, you want everyone to know that you're into cool things. Things like concerts, rock climbing, and playing pool in a smoke-filled bar. But sometimes, even cool guys like you can't do that stuff. But you still want to smell like you did. So let your stink do the talking with Cool Guy Laundry Detergent. Cool Guy comes in a variety of super cool scents, like Real Close to the Campfire, or Just Rode My Motorcycle, or Leg Day at the Gym. So smell like one of the cool guys without ever leaving the comfort of your home. Clean your clothes, but smell like you didn't, with Cool Guy. Okay, we're back. So our first game in our trilogy of games for your consideration, Jared, is called Two Truths and a Lie. From the title, it's probably self-explanatory, but just in case, what we're going to do is Sarah and I are each going to state three things about our topics. Two of those things will be true. One of them will be a lie. Your job will be to pick out the lie. Okay. In the process, if you want to ask the other person on the call, their competitor, to uh, help you, the kind of phone a friend move, you absolutely can do that, and uh, Sarah and I will each do our best to help you. Okay, got it. So, with that intro, Sarah, you are up first. Hit us with your two truths and a lie about team mascots. All right, well, I've been looking forward to this one because there's just an abundance of fun and interesting things to say about mascots, and I was able to find several, so here we go. The first item I will present to you, Your Honor. Inside of a mascot costume can be up to 30 degrees warmer than outside of it, making it possible to lose up to 10 pounds of body weight and sweat during a traditional football game, meaning a, you know, regular length football game. Number two. 
Collegiate mascots never reveal their identity. Strict punishments such as fines are instituted if a student reveals themselves. And number three. Most mascots attend a summer mascot training camp. At camp, mascots from across the nation learn mascotty skills like how to hype a crowd up and to never stop moving or break character during a game. So number one, we have it's up to 30 degrees warmer inside a costume. Number two, collegiate mascots never reveal their identity. And number three, mascots attend a summer mascot training camp. Okay. Okay. So you want to talk this out? Yeah, talk this out. Let's workshop this. Okay, so two, let's start with two. Two, I know I'm like pretty damn sure is definitely true because, I mean, people kidnap the mascots of the opposing teams before games Mm -hmm. because situations like that throw the other game's mental off board Mm. and people are nuts. Mm -hmm. So two, number, that one's good. Okay. Number one, one where the the identity can't be revealed. You're saying that's a fact. Yes. Okay. All right. That's a fact for their own safety. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. People are crazy. We can all agree on that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I've actually known quite a few mascots in my life, and they all Ooh. say they're not allowed to say who they are. Okay. Yeah. So that's the other reason. That one's more concrete. The other one's more fun. So number one, um, I also believe just, you know, because it gets hot as hell in there, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. Um, I've heard they have fans and electric packs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how hard-hitting the 10 pounds of sweat is going to come into the fact or not. I don't know that it's 10 pounds of sweat, because that's it's a like... a lot of sweat. That's it's like an ankle's worth of sweat, right? So... A lot of sweat. That one's a little iffy. Number three sounds so preposterous that it could happen, but at the same time so <laughs> preposterous that I want to not believe it. So I'm going to go with three. Okay, final answer? Final answer three. Final answer three. All right, first I will reveal one of the truths. Inside of a mascot costume can be up to 30 degrees warmer, and it is possible to lose up to 10 pounds in sweat. I think a lot of that would depend on the size of the person, Mm -hmm. the length of time in the costume, Mm -hmm. but it is possible. My next truth, drumroll please. Mascot camp is indeed real. No way, dude. (laughs) It is indeed real, meaning that number two, that they are never allowed to reveal their identity, is in fact false. Most mascots are asked to keep their identity a closely guarded secret. However, in some cases, like at Virginia Tech, uh, the mascot famously identifies themselves during graduation by wearing the hokey bird feet underneath their graduation robes as a kind of nod to them being the mascot. Interesting. So while some do have strict rules where you can not reveal yourself, it's not across the board. So that. Okay, okay. Like technicality, yeah. technicality. Technicality. Yes, yes. Okay, fair enough. Your Honor, I'm sorry I had to deceive you, but uh, tis the game. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm with you, Jared. I think that's preposterous. I think Sarah's cheating, and I believe you and your friends over uh, Sarah's quote-unquote research. So uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, what have you got? Sounds like you've got something up your sleeve for this. Well, I, I, I will say uh, I do love the idea of the summertime mascot camp that is pre- – I, I agree know. with you, Jared. That is preposterous-sounding and ridiculous, uh, mm-hmm. and as you noted, I guess silly enough to be true – but that's, it's got to be. I kind of just want to go to one. It's got to be a movie, right? I mean, <laughs> that has to be a movie. Oh man, that would be amazing. There have to be some YouTube videos of people witnessing mascot camp. And got to be. I, I just hope that when they went, when they, when you go to mascot camp, you got to stay in costume the whole time. <laughs> like, you know, sleeping in the bunk beds, in the dormitories, you're in Really costume. become one with the costume. Right. Yeah. Trying to eat in the, the, the cafeteria, you know, you're cramming mac and cheese. With it. Through yeah. that mesh behind the bird mouth, you know, and it's just getting stuck in there. I just hope you got to stay in costume the whole time. Well, from my research, it seems to be a, a fairly boozy occasion. So <laughs> I think they really? had a good time. <laughs> What's the age range of these costume wearers at this camp? It's mostly collegiate. So you're mostly looking at 18 and above. Um, okay. Okay. You know, for that. Yeah. But there are some professionals um, like the Philly Fanatic is somebody who's who's attended before um, the Chicago Cub. <laughs> has attended. I wonder if you just reach a certain amount of fame in the crowd wearing the same thing, being in the same seat for 15 years, that you just yeah. kind of get added into the mascot camp as like mm-hmm. a nod. Like the dude that wore the cheese head to the New yep. England Patriots. Honorary games. member. 
Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I could see that. It's like you could earn a scholarship to mascot camp. Oh, that would be awesome. Boozy, a dubious honor. Boozy, stinky, sweaty mascot Smelly camp. Smelly mascot camp. That's right. I hope there's like some fifth graders in there too, like elementary school mascots. <laughs> They're getting pulled into this thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Learning about life. <laughs> All right. Well, I will try to follow that up with uh, my two truths and a lie about Planet of the Apes. Do your worst. I will try to. So... The original movie came out in 68, as I said earlier. Uh, then the rest of that first five original films from then through the uh, mid-70s. And during that run of those five original movies, there was a merchandising explosion. So there was toys and figures and posters, costumes, all kinds of stuff. There were a lot of things that were branded as Planet of the Apes that had no actual place in the movies. For example, lunchboxes. It's not uncommon, but they weren't you know, actually in the movies. So what I'd list for you in my Two Truths and a Lie are three products <laughs> from the 70s that were examples of blatant merchandising with no other plausible connection to the movie and generally a strong degree of irony. So I'm going to roll these three products out for you and then your job, of course, is to pick the one that wasn't a real product. That's pretty good. Okay. So the first one, from best I can tell, around 1970, was called the Boomerangatang. That's a set of two boomerangs with Planet of the Apes branding on the packaging, but none on the actual boomerangs. So it was a set <laughs> of two cheap plastic boomerangs put in this packaging. Uh, I don't know why they included two boomerangs. That seems a little weird to me because I thought the whole idea was that you throw it and it comes back to you. I don't know why you'd need the second one. And in the packaging, there are three exclamation points after the name boomerangatang on the label as if the name itself is an exclamation <laughs> or they want to emphasize how awesome their play on words is. So that's the first product, boomerangatang. Product number two... It's called Terrestrial Transport. This looks like it was around 73 or 74. Um, looks like a wheeled sort of plastic and metal pet carrier with pictures of ape characters from the movie on the outside and a sort of vine-like plastic handle. This thing is uh, big enough for a cat or a small dog. So it's, it's like an actual pet carrier. That seems confusing to me especially for the pet passenger because there's a picture of an ape on the outside, but there might be a cat inside. <laughs> mm. Why even have this? Anyway, so that's the terrestrial transport. Okay. The third product is called interplanetary ape phones. Hard to pin down the date on this. 73 to 75 looks like when these were made. And so if you can imagine, interplanetary ape phones were two small, bright yellow plastic boxes with a hole to put your ear up to, connected by some tubing, so they work on the whole two cups and a string principle. <laughs> so the plastic on the phones is so cheap and thin that it's basically transparent. Uh, importantly, the phones are connected by a, like a, a length of tubing. That length of tubing is about eight feet long, which means that they are interplanetary if your planets are eight feet apart. <laughs> Okay. And also, last I checked, eight feet is within easy speaking distance, especially for kids. So this also has that going for it. So my three products for you to consider are the boomerangatang with the exclamation points, the set of two, the terrestrial transport, a very confusing pet carrier device, or three, the interplanetary ape phones connected by eight feet of surgical tubing. Oh, dear. What do you think in your honor? Initial thoughts? No idea. <laughs> Total loss? All of these are just so weird. The, um, okay. The boomerang tang near the 70s sounds, I don't know, it just vibes. For some reason with the 70s, it just feels like it fits. The pet carrier, I'm also not surprised about. <laughs> it's, and I guess that the earphone, the little plastic cup interplanetary ape phones 
ape phones, 0.00001% of an AU ape phones. <laughs> um, just sounds so dumb. Like, I can't imagine anybody. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's your lie, because this is about to be harsh. But anybody <laughs> sitting in on that, just like that marketing team strategy thing and is like, this is going to be the sh. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? So I have to choose the third one. There's no way. I like that line of reasoning. The other two are silly enough that, like, in your scenario, there's a camp for mascots. It's silly. Of course it exists. The other two are just silly enough that, of course, they exist. Why are there two boomerangs? <laughs> Might as well get two. I don't know. And it just sounds like a bad marketing strategy for a failed mm-hmm. toy that it wouldn't even be plastered on the toy. For some reason, that just <laughs> resonates. That feels real. Two... The other one, the pet carrier, I mean, why wouldn't you, I guess, Planet of the Apes, maybe you have a monkey, but the other, the third one just sounds like such a bad call, no pun intended. Hey. Two bonkers, oh man, oh man. Okay, well, as Sarah did, I will start by revealing one of the truths, and uh, you nailed it on this one, the boomerang tang was a real product. <laughs> Of course it was. Of course it was. You can find images of these on the internet, I promise. I'm already uh, looking. Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> no research, no cheating. But the boomerangatang, uh, yeah, that's a real thing. And they're ridiculous. And oh, I guess some, some people bought them. Interplanetary ape phones were real. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry God. to say. Oh, <laughs> yep, they are the worst looking toy, but they existed and had the the short length of surgical tubing connecting them. I don't know how uh, many were sold. I don't know what kids' reactions to these were. That's unreal. Terrible. I got to tell you, I found some other stuff that I didn't include that, I mean, there was bizarre merchandising happening. Um, I, I'm sorry, by the way. Terrestrial transport was completely made up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that struck me. But I will note, it, note as a bonus, another product that almost made the cut was a real product. It was the... Planet of the Apes pellet shooting walkie talkie. What? Yeah. Yes. Why? This By was two real. things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a single orange colored walkie talkie with a picture of one of the ape characters on the front of it. Some sort of dial, I guess, for picking up walkie talkie signals. Oh, no. Uh, but there's only one in the set that I could see. So that's weird. But it, the highlight of it is it shoots these disc like pellets about the size of a quarter. I'm not sure how oh, lethal. Oh, let me guess. It was like late 80s, early 90s. I don't know when. I think <laughs> I, I, I think it's still in the 70s. But Those were so in, yeah. Yeah, I feel like back then everything shot projectiles. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> and including the single walkie-talkie, which I don't know which is worse. Uh, two tube-connected phones that only go eight feet or walkie-talkie uh-huh. without a corresponding walkie-talkie. <laughs> it's all bad. All shameless marketing. Oh, man. Yeah, they were doing it up. It was outstanding. <laughs> wow. Well, Jared, good work. Those were tough ones. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Well, as we noted, yeah. Sarah cheated <laughs> on you. hers. Mine were all ridiculous, so I don't know what I would have picked. You know, I'm going to file a complaint with corporate if you keep this up with the cheating allegations. This is nonsense. Complain away. There's plenty of red tape for you to wade through. Lots of forms <laughs> and triplicate. If you want to do all that and um, make your case, go for it, Sarah. I'm. Ugh. All the evidence is recorded right here, so... Moving on. <laughs> awesome segue. Well, uh, let's talk about our next event. Sarah, would you like to kick us off? Tell uh, Jared about event number two. Absolutely. So our second event tonight is On the Stand, where we cross-examine each other with the judge's help. Jared, are you ready as the, as the judge to participate in this craziness? Yes, I am. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, John, who's up first this week? Is it me? Is it you? I think you're on deck first. All right. I'm ready to be grilled. Let me let me do some stretches. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jared's going to hit you with one of his questions first. Then, Jared, I'll follow. And then we'll alternate again uh, to oh, four questions. Oh, I see. Okay. Hate to throw curveball. We love a curveball. How do y'all feel about participating in my questions simultaneously? Well, I think judge's choice, right? Okay, so... Let's try it out. Let's try it. Okay, so who wants to include a timer? How about we do a timer? Ooh. I love this. Okay. I'll do the the timer. How long would you like Okay, what are you thinking? Three, five minutes? These are going to be hypotheticals. You're Based on your 
topic, you have to come up with an answer that fits my hypothetical scenario. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Yes. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do it. So let's do three minutes, I suppose. Yes. Should I start the timer now? I will ask the question and then we will start the timer. How about that? Very well. Okay. So, so your topic has been chosen to go against the other topic in a sports tournament. You get to choose your sport that you play. And then if it's a tiebreaker, the judge chooses the sport and you convince me on which one is going to win the tournament. Okay. Now, for Planet of the Apes, who is your mascot? For mascots, who are your players? Okay. So you have all the different mascots to choose from. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 Now, Planet of the Apes, you have to choose who your mascot is. Okay. Both of you are going to choose a sport. You're going to argue about why you're going to win that sport. Okay. And then if it comes down to my choice, we're going to go for a third. I love it. Of my sport. Okay? Three okay. minutes? Okay. I'm, I'm just going to play along. I think I, <laughs> follow, I followed about 75% of that, Jared, but that's my fault, not your fault. So that should be enough. What do we do first? Pick our, I got to pick a mascot. Is that what's happening? You first. Okay. So think of what your mascot is going to be for the sports tournament, right? Okay. I got it. Yep. Okay, now Sarah, think of what mascot character is going to be all your players are. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're going to start with John's sport of choice. What sport do you choose for the Planet of the Apes? Which one gives you the best advantage? Mm. I'm going to go equestrian sports because uh, my guys love them some horseback riding. And if you've seen any of the installments in the franchise, there's lots of horseback riding done by the characters in the Planet of the Apes. So mm. I'm going to go with equestrian events. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the steeplechase where they have to run down a hill on the horse and jump over some water and go over a big hedge and that kind of thing. So I'm doing that. Okay. Sarah, what's your sport of choice? Uh, I'm going to pick rugby, Your Honor, uh, because it's incredibly violent and mascots usually have a lot of padding. So I feel like that would be (laughs) an interesting thing to see. I'm also assuming that the mascots have whatever attributes they are. So, for instance, if it's a bird, it can fly in the sport. I'm going to assume that. Is that fair? Because a mascot is merely a human in a suit. It's your game, Jerry. It's so much more than just a human in a suit, though. It's an idea. So it's a super, it's a, no, it's a superhero type of scenario, I see. So they don the suit, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so your choice is rugby. That's right. And your mascot of choice. Well, this is really difficult because you have to pick one mascot that embodies every mascot, right? I feel like it's nearly impossible. So what I'm going to do... I'm going to go with a mascot that's the sun because we all revolve around the sun. Uh, (laughs) It embodies the sun. It embodies the sun uh, who rules us all, who gets us excited for the day, warms us up, if you will, as a mascot would for a game. And I just, I believe truly that that is the best course of action for this rugby team. (laughs) Okay. Now we've come up to the tiebreaker, right? I choose the sport and this is going to be where the three minutes come in. You have to... Convince me why your team would win based on your topic. Okay. So we're getting down to the actual question. So with your <laughs> we team, haven't gotten very <laughs> we're getting there now. The other one's actually just a simple question. I kind of went off the rails with this one. So with your team, why would you win water polo? Wow. Water polo. <laughs> Oof. Is this okay. for both of us? This is for both of you at the same time. Three-minute timer. Convince me for three minutes why you would win water polo. Okay. Give me a second to think about this here. Can I Google water polo? Is that cheating? (laughs) How much do y'all both know about water polo? Oh, I'm I'm an accomplished uh, water poloist. Oh, for God's sake. Yes. I've got it down. (laughs) I got all the moves. I used to be a keeper. Uh, sometimes mid forward, I do that too. Okay. It's the wasp in him. You know, he can't handle it. A many, a many an hour in the pool, um, with my water polo bros. So yeah, I've got all the rules down. You want me to go first while uh, Sarah's struggling to comprehend yeah, go the ahead, sport? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the, the question is why, um, why my planet of the apes topic would win at water polo. Well, look at the build on these guys. 
I mean, it's the gun show out there, you know. It's these dudes. I mean, everybody's going to say the common misperception that apes can't swim. As a as a person who also travels around most of the time on two feet and is in the second half of my life, let's say, I could tell you those those dudes, they got they got the ability, the strength, the dexterity to learn how to swim. And once that happens, the overhead spikes that they're going to be drilling into the other side of the, the uh, pool, uh, again, spoken from someone who's played water polo. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be shooting aces all day long, uh, just rocketing that water polo ball through the back of the net. And I, I shudder to think what would happen if some group of sun clad mascots soaking wet, floundering around. They have to go up against my guys because it's going to be over quick. It's going to be a clean sweep. So please, that's where I'm at on water polo. Well, let me just tell you where I'm at with water polo, bucko. (laughs) (laughs) Because mascots come in a variety of shapes and sizes. So you've got a lot of different players that can make a very strong team. You can have short people in the front. You can have tall people in the back, stronger people, faster people. So I think this is good. We're not all just monkeys out here. You know, we've got different skill sets. Hey, 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 different. Apes are different than monkeys. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. We're not all, what's the word, like simians? Uh, also, many of the costumes, feet and hands are made out of foam and could float, which could be a huge advantage in water polo, right? We're playing in the water. I could see this being a really good thing. And most importantly, maybe aside from the winning, I think of like a pool full of mascots playing this game. You'd have a stadium full of mascots cheering them on. Mm, and I just point. think that'd be great to look at. I feel like that'd be more interesting, more visually appealing than a Planet of the Apes water polo uh audience so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm feeling i feel like we would definitely win on those grounds but it only matters what the judge thinks yeah, this is his it, we, we're, we've been invited into his world so <laughs> we're just Jared, living in it we're not even sure what happens next <laughs> i'm not sure either i just have opinions <laughs> okay tell us all of them <laughs> okay i like the masculinity of this man with his apes big gun <laughs> show i dig it i have a feeling that they would probably excel pretty well hopefully mm-hmm. they can pass well if i remember right the technology while the intelligence was there the technology in the movies wasn't that advanced so True. let's hope that they could pull off some good team play. Now the mascots, they don't have to worry about sweating in their suits any longer. That's right. Right? Yes, right. 100%. And I dig the idea of just, you know, the mascots just going at it. They've got all the attributes and all that jazz. They've got it going for them. Right? So I do want to know, and I guess I'll, do I reveal now what my general opinion of the question is, or do we wait for later? You do what you go, want. Yeah, we're go not, ahead I mean, we've got to. another event to go after this for your final decision, but if you right. want to tell us where you're leaning now, please do. I am impressed with John's answer, I will say. Oh, for God's sakes. What's impressive about that answer? Jared, go on. Please. I, yes. It's music to my ears. <laughs> but I am curious. What mascot did you choose? Oh, oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> I was torn between Charlton Heston who was the, you know, the star human in the original because everyone loves them some Charlton Heston, don't you know? Universally, I think. But I think I think I'm going to go with Mark Wahlberg, who was the human star of the 2001 remake. Uh, it was a Tim Burton movie. Wahlberg huh. was in this. That was a Tim Burton movie? That was a Tim Burton movie. Wahlberg was in it, so... I'm thinking Mark Wahlberg as himself is the mascot. Wait a second. I'm sorry. Huge missed opportunity here. Huge missed opportunity. You know what the mascot should be for Planet of the Apes, right? No. Tell me. The Statue of Liberty. I was was just about to say the broken (laughs) Statue of Liberty. I wasn't done yet, Sarah. Oh, please. (laughs) As I was about to say, Uh I chose Mark Wahlberg to come forward and present the real mascot. Oh, who is okay. the Statue of Liberty. But someone had to cut me off, and now <laughs> I think Jared will take that into mm. consideration. The mascot for you, John, are they suits or are they the people? Oh, no, the mascot's just Mark Wahlberg. He doesn't need a suit. I mean, <laughs> okay, you know, enough. Marky Mark comes walking out there. Just Marky Mark. I mean, you know. Who can deny him? What do you need to do with that? He's just, yeah, there's no fans required. No. Okay. Okay. The, the electric kind or otherwise. He's he's just himself. Wow. Okay. Wow. Good answers, both of you. Good answers. 
you know, unless you want to go with the Statue of Liberty, which is a statue <laughs> and can't do anything. But um, I've heard that that's a good choice, too. So I'm okay either way. So I don't know. Wahlberg oh and the Statue God. of Liberty. I don't care. Well, I really enjoyed this version of On the Stand. <laughs> you know, I feel like we, we got out of our element, and I think that was a good thing. And I, I kudos to the judge for a very creative interpretation. I like that. Thank you. All right. Well, we've got one more event to go. So two down, one left. And that one is an event we call, Hey, That's My Friend. The way this works, Jared, is each of us has to describe how our topic has some attributes that would make them a good friend. We don't mean necessarily the, you know, um, the physical trappings, because we know these are topics and not necessarily human beings. But if we had to personify them and consider them part of our friend group, here's why. Make sense? Yeah. All right. As, as much as that could make sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, well, you were up first. Why don't you explain to us why team mascots are a good friend? Well, uh, this is easy, right? This is some low-hanging fruit because it's very obvious why team mascots would be excellent friends. First, they'd be fun. They get crowds going. They're up for a good time. That's a great friend right there. Number two, they've got their head literally and metaphorically in the game right? They're ready for you. They're zoned in on what you're doing. They're going to help you reach your goals. They're going to hype you up. They're going to keep you going. They're hype men. They stand out. So they're not just going to blend into the crowd. It's not just your average friend. It's like being friends with a celebrity, but in a good way. One of the most exciting and fun celebrities who's not just always about the trappings of fame, but about what they can do for others. And I think that's really great. They'd be beloved by thousands, if not millions of people. Who doesn't like that? They're instantly recognizable. So if a team mascot were your friend, you could get dinner reservations, theater tickets. You'd never have a problem getting into a concert. Uh, So that kind of opens up a wide world for you. All the sports games you can handle, easily done by this friend. Uh, This friend has a regular job. They have a paycheck, right? They got a steady paycheck. They're reliable. They're not the ones, you know, going up to the bar and saying, you get this one and never getting you back for three years. These guys are steady eddies. I like that about them as a friend. They're also adaptable and stylish. They change with the times. They're very warm in the winter. I want a warm friend, right? I don't want a cold friend. I want somebody who's warm and fuzzy, like the feelings that they give me. A little bit smelly, but that gives you a superiority complex, which is really important for John. Hmm. They have a sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) They're very funny. They don't take themselves too seriously, but they're an honored part of a time-honored tradition. So I would even say that this friend would be noble. And that is why I think a mascot would be an excellent friend. Well done. Okay, okay. Jared, are you compelled? I am compelled. And like I said, I do have a history of friends with mascots, and a lot of those points were true, so... Thank you. Yeah. Good deal. (laughs) John, I don't think Planet of the Apes would be a good friend at all, so I (laughs) I feel like you have some uphill to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if truth is what we're after... Get ready for a big uh, serving of truth, Sarah. Oh, Lord. Yep. You know, we've played this game, Hey, That's My Friend, a few times. And often the emphasis feels like it can be who is a perfect or flawless friend. But I like to live in reality where friends have faults and come as a package. And the package that you get with Planet of the Apes friend is really one of the deepest, most layered that we've ever had in this game. For starters, Planet of the Apes friend is a lot like you. Not exactly like you, but close. Kind of as close as a friend can be in many respects. So you you start with having a lot in common. Of course, this friend looks a little different than you, is more agile, better at sports, better at community grooming, generally more comfortable in their own skin. And, and that's it. So you share some common ground while having differences that make life interesting and an adventure. This friend has also been on their own journey with ups and downs along the way. So they've built themselves up, reinvented themselves multiple times, and achieved a lot. They've had some entanglements and conflict in their life, um, mixing it up with the likes of Charlton Heston, and as we noted earlier, Mark Wahlberg. There is Woody Harrelson. There's even a James Franco moment in there. They've, you know, they've gone through some stuff. But that means you're going to get a friend with a lot of great war stories, if you will, 
from Planet of the Apes friend. <laughs> Importantly, as a friend, they're going to really keep me honest and accountable. If I don't really take care of our friendship environment, if you will, if I become an abusive friend, anything like that, or let's say I want to perform experiments on them, Planet of the Apes friend is going to call me out on that. Most likely take over our relationship and maybe all of society. So they add real stakes to the relationship and a sense of responsibility. And I like that. Finally, I like Planet of the Apes friend because they seem like the outdoorsy types. And um, as I noted earlier, really into horseback riding. So that seems cool to me too. So that's where I'm at with uh, my friend, Planet of the Apes friend. That sounds terrifying. Sounds guess, like a package. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're afraid <laughs> of honesty and accountability and some grit, you know, in, in mm-hmm. life's experiences, Sarah, then yeah, I can see why you'd be terrified of that. Well, all that matters is what our judge thinks. Jared, what are your initial impressions of Planet of the Apes, friend? Question for you. Yes. <laughs> Does the mascot have chill? Oh. Does it? The mascot has zero chill, but in a way that gets you excited about your day-to-day life. You will never be more excited or happier or more enthused about things than when you're with mascot friend. Okay, John, does the Planet of the Apes hate humans? Planet of the Apes friend um, does not necessarily hate humans. So they often have a positive relationship. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Do you want to put your eggs in this basket? I do. I do. Like I said, (laughs) Planet of the Apes friend is gonna gonna hold me accountable if I mistreat Planet of the Apes friend, and and try to perform some sort of experiments on him or her. Planet of the Apes friend is not gonna let me get away with that stuff. So they're gonna call me on my stuff. You know. How often are you experimenting on your friends, John? Well, I mean, no more than the average person, Sarah. Is that what this is? Are we doing it now? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one more question for both of you at the same time. (laughs) What is the friend like intoxicated, drunk? That's a great question. I love that one. I'll take the first round. Uh, (laughs) No pun intended. Mascot friend, yeah. Mascot (laughs) friend drunk is a very happy drunk. They're not one of those sullen drunks that get sad or, or, or down or grabby. They're very excited. They're getting the bar. They're getting up on the bar and they're they're having a good time. They're buying rounds for everybody. They're getting the party started. They're starting the party. They're finishing the party. That's mascot friend inebriated. <laughs> Planet of the Apes friend after a couple of beverages. <laughs> I I feel like they get kind of morose. Like they're sitting in the back of the bar, kind of like you know what's the world come to? How do we get in this particular predicament? You know, I think they're a bit of a downer, to be honest. <laughs> I think that uh, they probably mourn the loss of their compatriots over the years and um, <laughs> wonder why the nets they threw at Charlton Heston and the crew didn't seem to do the trick originally. <laughs> you know, and now they're dealing with the likes of Woody Harrelson. I think that's probably where they're at. Uh, or, or maybe it's one of those, you know, comic things when you accidentally, you know, your dog accidentally, you know, drinks somebody's drink at a, at a party and the dog starts stumbling around and everybody gets a good laugh out of it. it. Or it's that, you know, it's a big gorilla stumbling around, you know, knocking over lamps and stuff. So something like that. That's where okay, I'm at. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> general thoughts, <laughs> the mascot friend sounds a lot safer. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Planet of the Apes friend, if we laugh at it drunk, might kill us in the morning <laughs> or enslave us. Right. Generally, the Planet of the Apes friend sounds like the friend that you end up being on eggshells around pretty mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. And I would probably be a little concerned about having sharp objects around it mm-hmm. or having it watch anything like Braveheart. <laughs> I get that. I totally get that. I gotta go with the mascot friend. Mascot friend. I agree. I mean, who wouldn't want to be friends with that guy? He's in the yeah. back going, shots, shots. <laughs> I, I understand completely. Uh, I get it. It's um, I choose a path that is less certain and safe. I like a little bit of excitement in my life. I like to live on the edge a little, so, but I can understand why you both feel that way. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at. We have completed our three events. Jared, well played so far. I like the twists that you've been putting 
on the various events. It's I am been... sorry for cutting out the questions you had for each other. Not at all. Don't Not be sorry. All. No, you're the judge. It's your game. All good. I love it. So we're going to move into uh, the final tally where you're going to present to us your selection for the whole episode. Who wins? Overall winner. Overall yeah. winner. Thank you. Before we do that, we're going to give you a second to think about it by hearing a word from another one of our sponsors. Do you judge people who drive themselves to the airport alone? Is the part of you sad when you see a solo traveler desperately searching for their ride share? Airport Boyfriend is here to help. Airport Boyfriend will happily drop you off and pick you up from the airport while making a big show of it. Your fellow passengers will marvel when they hear Airport Boyfriend saying things like, have a safe flight, honey, and I can't wait till you get back. Not to mention the jealousy they will feel when Airport Boyfriend wheels your luggage all the way to the gate and tells you to call when you arrive. Never worry about what complete strangers think of you again with Airport Boyfriend. Airport Boyfriend, he'll pick you up. Okay, we are back for the last portion of the show where Jared reveals his winner for the episode. It's been hard. It's been difficult. Has it been? It's been a challenge, huh? It's been a challenge. Both sides had very good arguments, very good quirky little things that each of them had and dangerous things that both of them had. <laughs> Let's see. For the first game, I gotta say, uh, I think that the Planet of the Apes had the more compelling truths and lies. Thank Very you. interesting little things that I wasn't expecting. The boomerangatang, I still am trying to find a photo of it. Haven't found <laughs> one yet, but I will find one. I'll send it to you. No problem. Good <laughs> deal. And for the second one, however, I do feel once again that the Planet of the Apes had the better answer. It was just, it was more understanding, played to the strengths Granted that the mascots were at a little bit of a disadvantage. They had a handicap. You know, it is men's in a suits. Mm-hmm. And I imagine they'd probably fight each other. I think they're all sinking right to the bottom. I think oh, basically. I think they just kind of drown. Yeah, they just sink to the bottom. <laughs> but I do badly want to see some mascots playing rugby. That sounds pretty great. A bunch mm-hmm. of, it gives a bunch of chimps. Although I imagine you could just field gorillas. Just all gorillas. So Absolutely. at that point... Yeah, I just, but I do have to say for the third one, I did like Mascot Friend. Mm-hmm. Mascot Friend sounds pretty stellar. Sounds hype. Definitely Good go time. drinking out with Mascot Friend. Mm-hmm. Definitely take it as a wingman. <laughs> right? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the mascot being an eagle for the added effect of wingmanedness. But at the end of the day, I do have to say that I believe Planet of the Apes wins this one. Oh, yes, no sir. collusion. No collusion, <laughs> I'm Sarah. certain of it. There's Unbelievable. no collusion. Jared is just a man of taste Ugh. and uh, logic. You don't have to butter him up now. You won. <laughs> Can't fault him at all. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, despite picking the wrong victor. Jared, you're a fabulous judge, and we really enjoyed having you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, it was awesome. You did a great job, especially since you picked me and my topic. I really appreciate that. And We're just going to um, pretend this never happened. Nope, we're not going <laughs> to pretend that. It will be put out on the internet, and the world will be witness once again to your massive <sighs> failure, Sarah. So, Wow. Yep. What a day. That's the way it goes. What a day for team mascots. <laughs> if they could cry, they would. Jared, thank you so much for doing this with yes, us. Thank we, you. Yeah, not a problem. It. Thanks for inviting me. This was of course, fun. Of course. All uh, right. So thanks again to Jared for being here with us for this episode and weighing in. Uh, we also like to thank our friend Hilberto for our show logo. Hilberto and his creative colleagues at Mundo Studio can be found at mundostudio.co. Thanks to the internet for all the research help. And thanks to you, the listener, for spending another episode with us. We really appreciate it. With that, Sarah, well played. Better luck next time. When we meet again, we'll see how this goes. Sounds good. Bye, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to No Comparison. Stay tuned for outtakes from today's episode. No Comparison is produced by John Taylor and Sarah Baggett, and our music is by Kevin McLeod. You can reach us at nocomparisonpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. that up. Sarah, I think you're supposed to do this part. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say the purpose of why Jared's here. Uh, you want to do it? Because I, I totally just screwed it up. No, you can go ahead. Keep screwing it up? I got you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Keep screwing it up. Awesome. <laughs> That's going to be the name of our new spinoff show, <laughs> Screwing It Up. <laughs> so, Jared, we have these commercials in here <laughs> that we're going to read. They're, they're little skits that we I made up. I feeling. <laughs> okay. Skits. Well, real products that we really believe in. Thank you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Can you guys give me two seconds? Mm-hmm. Hells yeah. <laughs> he was moved. He was so moved. Moved to tears. He was. Jared's my guy. Sorry, I didn't realize I was on mute. It's fine. <laughs> you could be muted the rest of the show. I think Jared and I got it. Oh, God. Go to sleep. <laughs> That's a weird insult. Go to sleep. You good, Jared? Yeah. All right. You're doing great, by the way. Keep the... Oh, thank just, you. You're, you you're right in the vibe of favoring me and not oh Sarah, so that's perfect. I, and I should tell you, there's going to be like music and sounds and things underneath all this in post. So, <laughs> yeah, Sarah's going to sing it all. Uh, we'll I'm going to sing it. the whole thing. We're going to lay down those tracks. Uh, yep. She's a very good beatboxer. If you haven't heard her, <laughs> oh, um, yep. really? Yep. So all that gets its way in here later. You'll have to listen in uh, to hear it. <laughs> she's been called the beatboxer of her generation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, he knows that. We've been out drinking before. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>